Reggie, a few on the Yankee years. I just want to go back to my youth. And when the Yankees got swept in 76 by the Reds, it was obvious to everybody the big red machine was better than the Yankees, and the Yankees were really good. And then all of a sudden, you come in November 29th, right after that. And the rest is kind of history. But I wanted to ask you, because it was really cool in the documentary, how fast was life moving for you at that point with George Steinbrenner, the recruitment to the Yankees, the move to New York, with all that happening in the press conference, when you look back at your entire life, how were you able to handle the speed and the notoriety and the media? Because that seemed like one of the wildest times in baseball history and most unique time in your life from a financial and baseball perspective. Well, you know, JT said a lot of things there. Um, Certainly for me, it was moving at lightning speed, but I, I didn't really see it that way. Um, I saw it as a great opportunity to be associated with the Yankees, uh, to compete with their their past of, of you know with Ruth and DiMaggio and Mantle and the great players that they had on the team at that particular time. Um, I played with Brooks Robinson for one year. Yeah. And I really think that the best defensive third baseman I ever saw was Greg Nettles. And I, and I played with Brooks Robinson. I don't know if Greg, he probably wasn't as good as Brooks. But, um, you know, I got a chance to play with Randolph. And, and a future Hall of Famer that never got into Hall of Fame was uh, uh, Thurman Munson mm-hmm. would have been a Hall of Famer. He was a great offensive player. He was a great catcher. He was a, a great captain and leader on the team. But probably the best hitter. Uh, that I played with, and I played with Carew. Sure, yeah. Uh, Munson could really handle the bat, could drive in a run. Uh, he could really do a lot of things. Um, you know, so I, I think I played with one of the all-time great pitchers in Catfish Hunter, and another great pitcher that I played with was, was Kenny Holtzman that never really got the credit for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, fingers... Uh, was at least one of the all-time great relievers and uh, and, and just as good as uh, Eckersley. And I, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't want anyone to take offense, but Mariano Rivera was just, you know, spectacular. Probably the the most perfect baseball player um, that you could be in reference to make mistakes. I mean, this guy didn't make mistakes and was about as perfect of a of a reliever or a pitcher or a baseball player as you could ever be. Um, but fingers, I always thought, was just a tick below or just right there. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, if Raleigh could have pitched one inning, then, you know, he would have he would have been, uh, you, know, you know, maybe the all-time greatest rather than have that recognition be, be taken on by, uh, by Mariano. But... You know, the players I got to play with, the Hall of Famers I got to play with, um, and, and being with the Yankees and George Steinbrenner, who wanted to do what he could to, uh, to win. It cost didn't matter to him. Uh, what he said didn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't matter. Uh, it was really about putting a champion on the field, and I got a chance to be part of that and be you know, one of his guys that uh, that he relied on. So I was very appreciative that um, I could I could be a Yankee for the for that period of time. It was a it was a pleasure. It was an honor. 
Um, I still consider myself a Yankee, even though I'm an Astro now mm-hmm. sure. and Oakland A as well. But um, and and a California Angel and a Baltimore Oriole. Sure. But, uh, you know, I'm just very grateful for the, the things that happened and the, the, the difficulty of the times were very special. Uh, at the same time, I know that Jackie and, and Hammer and Hank and a, a lot of the black players before me, Frank Robinson and Bobby Gibson, um, Mays and Aaron and Bobby Clemente, those guys went through the same things or worse things that I did. And so... Um, Right. You know, you just learn to respect those guys uh, and the contributions that they tried to make from Tommy Smith to John Carlos to Frank uh, to, to Frank and, and who, you know, meaning, you know, short names, Hammer and Hank and Willie say, hey. And then, of course, uh, the great Muhammad Ali and Kareem and man and, you know, the other guys that 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 fought for equal rights and to be recognized and noticed. Um, all those guys made tremendous contributions uh, without without being militant, without being um, um, arrogant. Um, they just, you know, made a stand. And uh, I'm proud to have learned what I learned about race and to be able to continue on and try to, to, to push, to continue to push the ball forward, uh, the fancy term, rather than demanding dignity, uh, the fancy new term now is diversity. Appreciate you sharing that with us as we wrap it up here. I thought, I recall you were going to be, you're trying to buy a team. It was either the Dodgers or the Athletics back in the day. And I think of diversity issues now with Major League Baseball and where Major League Baseball wants to go with the African-American young player. And just, you know, just the fight for diversity overall. What happened there? Because I thought you would have been a fantastic owner, especially from a business perspective and your great baseball knowledge and play. Well, it, it, it really was a sad situation with Oakland because I was high bidder um, for the A's to the Hoffman family, $25 million more than any other bona fide bid. In writing, um, in, in December of 2004, um, uh, Bud went out and got uh, one of his friends and then got connected with the Fisher family to put up the money and just never presented my offer. Uh, the trade for the A's financially, I call it a trade, um, was $100 million in cash and $40 million of accepted debt. Um, and we had outbid that by $25 million, but it never got in front of the Hoffmans. Um, you know, Bud never presented it. He, he told me he would, and he didn't. Um, and so... Uh, it, it was just a tragedy, just just a just a terrible thing. Um, uh, for me, uh, I had a similar opportunity with the Dodgers. Um, you know, some people that didn't think that really happened, but I did have a, a conversation with Peter O'Malley, with John McCaw. His family was uh, cellular one uh, owners and sold that way back in the eighties. Um, they had Paul Allen. We also had Paul Allen and Bill Gates involved. Wow. And at the time, not only the Dodgers, but we could have bought the National League, those guys. Um, and I never really got an answer from Bud. Uh, I made the mistake of, uh, of, of, 
of uh, relying on him to present for me. I should have done it myself. I should have announced it publicly, but I was trying to do the right thing and go about it the right way as to how it was suggested that I go. That was not the right way. Uh, I should have announced um, that I was going to be a buyer and uh, the A's wouldn't be going to Vegas, I don't think. Um you know, I, 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 I still even tried when the A's sold back then. I offered to purchase 10%. Um, and then just a couple of months ago, I offered to buy another 20%. Um, and the number was $300 million for 25%. Interesting. This is recently, Reggie, on the opportunity yeah. to save the A's and the opportunity for you, one of the great names in baseball history, to get into the game with an ownership capacity and it sounds like it's fallen on deaf ears. I can't believe this. Yeah, well, I, I don't say uh, to, to save the A's just to be a participant. Okay. Um, because the team now is, is, is worth a billion to a billion five. Um, and I really think that if I'd have been let in the deal, it would add value. <laughs> you think? You it, think would, you? <laughs> it would add value to the team. <laughs> if they would let me in as as a partner, so um, yeah, it it would be a great move for diversity, a great move for the game. And if you own twenty or twenty five percent of it, you don't really have any say anyway. <laughs> it's fifty point one. You nailed it. and forty nine point nine. If you're not fifty point one, you're not going. You don't have any say. Well. So, yeah, that, that's tremendous information. I appreciate that. Hey, Reggie, I want to thank you for the time. One of the things, last thing on the documentary where I smiled the most was when you were in, out front of your beautiful house with the cars, but then when you finally opened up the rings. I mean, I've been following your whole life, as we've talked about this in our friendship. When you opened up all the rings, and I really saw them, and the last part of this, the newer rings, obviously from the Astros and your involvement with the Yankees, still to this day, so you had all of your old rings, and then the bigger ones started to come out. Reggie Jackson, that's one hell of a ring collection on top of the trophies that you have. So I I really enjoyed that. I wish we saw more of that. That was fantastic. Yeah, I've got five World Series uh, championship trophies that I was uh, uh, involved with as a player, and they were 25000 apiece back in the 70s. Oh. And so I don't know what they are now. Um, I probably, I don't know what I'll do with them. <laughs> I still got all of them. I'm going to keep the 73 and the 77 for my daughter. Maybe we'll sell the others because I won the MVP award in those two. Um, and then I was in 14 all-star games. So I got 14 all-star rings and I've been in 15 world series and been fortunate enough since the Astros just won another one. Uh, I've got 11 winners. I got five as a player I was in six. We lost one. And then I was with the Jeter crowd, um, the Jeter gang for, uh, five. when I was with the Yankees for 20 some years. And they won five over there, and I uh, uh, got lucky with the with the Astros and fell into that. Um, we lost one series, and then we won another. So we got eleven rings, and for the for the seventy seven ring, Alfor gave me a special ring. I have two seventy seven rings. One has a NY, 
and the other one has an NY with a diamond in the center to represent the five home runs. Incredible. What memorabilia going forward for you, obviously, and your, and your family, and your family deserves that because you have a great family. Reggie, thanks for the extra time here. I'll see you on the sidelines with Mark Davis. You come to Vegas a lot. Anything I can do for you when it comes to foundations, charity work, or whatever in life, it's just an honor to know you and have the opportunity to talk to you this long, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, JT. Um, don't forget the foundation, the Mr. October Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we can you go on the internet and you can make a nice donation. We have a focus on STEM education. We have a partnership with Honda. We have a partnership with uh, Ralph Lauren, Amazon, uh, the Jordan brand, Nike, PepsiCo, and just uh, the Parks Authority and all those people that are very, very supportive of us. And also... You must take a look and start hunting for the Reggie Bar. Oh, it's back. Uh, Real quick. <laughs> I got I got my buddy turned 50, and I gave him uh, a couple of Reggie Bars. He opened it up in front of me, and his jaw dropped. Uh, we got to end on that. How did the Reggie Bar come back, and how proud are you of that? Because uh, my kids tried it. Everybody mm-hmm. loves it. It's one of the best candy bars I've ever had. Yeah, I've had a couple of my friends uh, <laughs> Uh, from a guy named Ryan who's with me all the time, and another guy, Kyle, works for the Astros, and the Brian Shapiro, guys from around the country, man, bring the bar back, bring the bar back, <laughs> bring the bar back. So my buddy Gary, who works for me over here in the cars, and they all kept just pounding on me. And so finally uh, we got involved with, uh, you know, got the charity up front there, and we're involved with uh, the academy down in Houston, where they're going to buy 160 or 70 thousand of the bars and be on. Uh, they'll be in stock uh, here in the next couple of couple of a uh, couple of months, and uh, it's 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 back. You can go on the internet and buy it, and uh, you can call Ryan at uh, Mr. October. Fine, go to Mr. October. Go to ReggieJackson.com. Uh, you can get your candy bars there. It sounds like you got enough to sell a few too, JT. I got a few. I'm running out, but I'm friends with you, so I know I can get them when I need it. Reggie, continue That's to right. leave, leave, uh, lead a wonderful life, man. Just keep, continue to do what you do, and uh, the fans really appreciate hearing from you. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you.